The best of times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana. Celebrating age and maturity. Helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The best of times. Your host, Gary Coligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Coligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Radio Pup application or the Keel application on their Apple and Android devices. In just a few minutes, we're going to talk about mindfulness. So stay tuned to this show for some very beneficial information. It is Saturday, November the 9th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up your copy of the November 2019 issue of the Best of Times at one of our 522 distribution locations. Thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. As always, if you're unable to find a copy, remember you can visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to read both current and past issues of our magazine, as well as to view and download the current copy of our 2019 Silver Pages Senior Research directory, as well as to listen to previously broadcast radio shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Our November issue is a very popular issue. The cover and the feature deals with the history of the YMCA. You're going to find some interesting facts about that that's probably not you not aware of, that the YMCA was, was even back during the Civil War in the United States, as well as major contributions during World War I and even World War II. We have great news to tell our listeners. The Best of Times received a highest national award, a best of show of all all the various publications that entered in, into an international contest of senior and boomer publications. In addition, we won 15 national awards in a, in a variety of categories dealing with design, editorial content, uh, editorial layout, um, as well as uh, layouts of magazines and other particular ca- categories in our in this particular 2019 uh, awards competition, that was judged uh, by a panel of expert experts from the renowned University of Missouri School of Journalism, con- generally considered one of the top journalism schools in the world. And uh, we want to thank all of our writers, our graphic designers, our advertisers, and even our readers who helped make this ma- our magazine possible and helped us make these particular uh, kudo awards th- uh, for uh, for the year 2019. Pick up the November issue of the Best of Times, and you'll see details about all of our 15 awards and uh, the the various items regarding those categories as well. Thank you for again for attending the 10th Annual Senior Day Expo at the Louisiana State Fair. I want to congratulate all of our winners uh, of both the regular door prizes, our reader survey contest, and especially the two winners of the trip for two to Branson, Missouri. Uh, we thank the many 
people that exhibited, and we of, of course thank the State Fair of Louisiana for hosting us in the Hearst Coliseum. Uh, this is that was a remarkable event. We still have people asking us when is it going to take place next year. The next year date again is be the first day of the State Fair. So again, uh, stay tuned and pick up a best of times and listen to the radio show about the uh, that upcoming Senior Day Expo, one of the most popular expos in our particular area. Remember to visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com for announcements made during today's radio show, as well as information about upcoming events, activities, and news that you can use. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, probably presented by A Bears, Town and Country Epps Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas. I do thank you for listening to our show. Joining me on my show is a very special guest, is Mr. Greg Graber, who is a lecturer, author, and he's going to discuss mindfulness and his new book and concept. Up, slow your roll. Thank you, Greg, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Hey, Gary. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I got to meet Greg, and a very great uh, atmosphere is uh, Greg was one of our speakers at an international convention of senior and boomer publications in Memphis, Tennessee, where he resides. And he was re- recommended by uh, a couple other people in the Memphis area to me, and we decided to hook up. and And he, you, very impressed all of our attendees there. They heard you. They heard your lecture, Greg. Well, thank you very much. It was a, it was an honor. To speak to you guys, I had a good time. And uh, but what I thought was the most funniest thing is um, Greg had brought some of his book, "Slow Your Roll," and one of our uh, attendees raised her hand and said, "I just bought the book, and I didn't know you were speaking with us today." Right? Oh, oh well. Sometimes you don't catch the catch it when you have that list of speakers that are on the program. But she was so impressed that Greg got to sign the book for her, right? That was neat. I think that was um, Cheryl from Erie, Pennsylvania. That, so that is, made it really special. That is right. We'll do a shout out there. That was. I'll let you let you say that. But she she was very uh, very uh, awesome. That uh, she raised her hand. She says, "I bought the book. I've already read the book." So that was that was pretty good. So let's let's the the other thing I think you need to um, you need to mention to our listeners is how you are involved with the. Various uh, various companies and entities, but also uh, athletics, right? And the LSU the LSU um, basketball team. So give give our listeners a little bit of overview about that. I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, so um, I've known the LSU basketball coach Will Wade for for quite a while. Um, I started working with him when he first became a head coach when he was at the University of uh, Chattanooga. Of course, I'm in Memphis, which is a few hours away. And then after that, he went to Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia. Now he's at LSU. So um, I am their mindfulness coach. Uh, So I'll go to Baton Rouge, uh, which I love, Louisiana, uh, once a month, and I'll work with the team. Oh. And you've seen – and the coach must must like you because they keep bringing you back, right? You must must have a positive – Yeah, he's been – so, for whatever reason, uh, with my mindfulness teaching, sports has become somewhat of a niche. Even though I, I am a, 
an educator by trade. I'm a school principal in Memphis, but um, it's like I have two full-time parallel careers uh, between being a principal and teaching mindfulness. Um, you know, I, I work with different schools. I lecture at schools, and I work with corporations and uh, sports teams. I worked with our uh, NBA team, the Grizzlies here in Memphis, and uh, a bunch of other college teams. So I'm pretty busy on the weekends at nights uh, doing the mindfulness thing, and it's uh, it's been a real joy for me. So our, our listeners, let's go back to fundamental. What What is your definition, which you gave to us uh, at our convention, mindfulness? What is mindfulness? Yeah, you know, when I first got into it a dozen years ago, it was sort of cutting edge and fringe. It's becoming more and more mainstream now, but um, when a lot of people think about mindfulness, they think it just means chilling out. Uh, they think of someone like the Dalai Lama or Thich Nhat Hanh, <laughs> some Zen master. But um, really, mindfulness is uh, your ability to stay focused in the present moment with as little judgment as possible. Good. So mindfulness is a way for us to be in the present moment and cultivate a healthy relationship with our thoughts and emotions, if that makes sense. It, it does, and it, it does, a lot of people don't do that. They're doing multitasking, like sometimes 100 things at the same time and nothing's getting done, right? Yeah, that's a great point, Gary. So all the research shows that multitasking is a myth. You know, is a, a species, us humans... We're not very good at spinning a bunch of plates all at one time and keeping them up in the air. Instead of multitasking, uh, the person that can prioritize, make a list in order, and sort of knock things out one thing at a time, you're more efficient that way than trying to do a lot of things at once. And the difficult part is we live in this culture of distraction. You think about it. Everything is at, at our fingertips. Yeah, You know, we have these little pocket or purse computers, our oh, iPhones, yes. right, our smartphones, um, and we have all the knowledge of humanity ever, the history of humanity, right there at our fingertips. So um, the temptation is to, whenever we're bored, pull out that phone and start looking at, you know, monkeys on YouTube or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what what have you seen as benefits to this type of uh, from mindfulness that you've done for both sports or other companies? Have you what what are the benefits? Have, have the employees, have the players given you feedback? Oh, definitely. So my wife got me into it about a dozen years ago, and I thought it was at first kind of new agey and hippy dippy and <laughs> you know kind of out there but i saw you know i stayed with it and from my practice it's really helped my focus and it's helped my patience and it's sort of lessened my impulsivity i'm still a human i still struggle with those things from time to time but i've noticed a noticeable difference and you know all these different domains that i've worked with um i've seen the same types of things so with LSU basketball as an example, uh, they have one of the highest uh, free throw percentages oh. in the country. Cause, and, and the coach swears it's because of sort of the breathing techniques and the meditation and the mindfulness stuff that we do. It kind of gets the clutter out of their minds 
and they're more apt to hit the free wow. throws. Wow. So that's a big positive impact. I think it's impact. true whether it is or not. I hope he just continues to believe that. So Well, if it's showing results like that, that's pretty remarkable. I mean, hopefully other teams don't decide to copy it. You will have a lot of mindfulness com- competition here, right? They'll be doing, that's true. Or a lot of business, so I'm good with it. Yeah, kind of they'll be doing a lot of breathing, so. right? They're, we're going to talk about that in a second, but they'll be doing a lot of breathing at the same time. The, the, the other thing I want you to tell this is what I thought was fascinating is, is you're the principal of a unique type school. Tell them the, tell them the school, and, and you use this mindfulness, I think you said, almost every day. Yeah, actually, we use it before every class period. We have seven class periods. So I'm, I'm the principal at Lausanne Collegiate School, which is in Memphis, Tennessee, my hometown. And uh, it's a very unique school. We're the international school in town. So we have kids from 55 different countries. Um, so we were the first school in the deep south to implement uh, a meditation and mindfulness program during the day for kids. So, of course, on, on both coasts, they've done it for quite a while. Like in the Boston, <laughs> New England area, and then, of course, out west, they're a little more maybe forward-thinking with some things than, than us southerners, right? I can say right. that. You can definitely but, say that. Um, so before every class period, before all seven class periods, our teachers have been trained to lead the kids through what's called a mindful moment. So they'll turn the lights off anywhere from 30 seconds to a couple of minutes. They'll do some deep breathing techniques. And basically the science behind it is they get some oxygen to their brain and it enables the kids to get settled and focused. So we like to say, you know, you can have a child that has an extremely high IQ, a child that has straight A's, a near-perfect ACT score, but if that child can't regulate his or her emotions, they're not going to be successful. So this is sort of social and emotional regulation. Starting to see it in more schools, but also companies are starting to employ. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's all about emotional intelligence. We all have those people that we work with. They kind of fly off the handle. They, they're not good at working in a team together or doing conflict resolution. This kind of helps with self-awareness, and it helps us fill in our blind spots that help in those regards. No, I'm I'm a I'm a definitely a mature senior citizen, and I've done a lot of things in my life. And I'm just thinking, I had staff meetings of like twenty or thirty people that I had once a week. I wish I did that. I wish I turned the lights off and let them do this technique. I think it would have been a better meetings because most of the meetings were, and I, I let it. I, I set the the agenda and let it but let different reports come up but i think if that would have started off the bat i think we'd, I, i'm just thinking hearing your presentation and some of your and i just read your book by the way his book is called slow your row and i think those meetings would have been more productive and they wouldn't have lasted so long as they have they, they did i mean some of them times they lasted two hours three hours that was too long i kept wanting to cut off and they kept wanting to add stuff so my own staff wanted to Prolong it, prolong it, not shorten it. Well, it's funny. It's funny you said that because before every weekly faculty meeting, we'll do a couple minutes. You know, the teachers and me will lead them through a guided meditation just for a minute or two, and it puts us in a better place. I'm not a senior citizen yet. I'm I'm 54, but I've I've been an educator long enough <laughs> and a principal here long enough 
where my teachers talk about there's pre-mindfulness Greg and post-mindfulness Greg, and they prefer the latter by oh, far. Oh, okay, so okay. It's, hel- it's helped me as a manager and in, in, in my relationships with people. Uh, in the way that, you know, I interact with people. Well, you and your wife must be very fit. Your wife runs marathons, right? Several she of them. Is, she's more fit than I am. No, so you look pretty I fit. Everybody I was, used to run. Everybody yeah. was saying, boy, he, he must be, uh, he must exercise quite a bit. At least there's all the attendees at our convention. I mean, I mean, some of us have pot bellies, and et cetera, but they, they thought you were in your, in your thirties, by the way. Somebody said that. I appreciate know. that. I think I get, <laughs> you I, can I, pass I for left. that. My mom is real skinny. I've got good genes. Yeah. I think I used to run a lot. Uh, I don't have knees anymore. No. So I don't. I try to walk, which is really good. My wife is a five-time Ironman triathlete. Oh, Ironman! So that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's She'll more do strange. the races where, yeah, she will uh, swim two and a half miles and then bike 112 miles and then run 26.2 miles. And she it's does. And she does have to have mindfulness and focus on that, right? To to finish all that. All that uh, big time. Yeah. Big, big, yeah. Really big time. So what yeah. are some of the misconceptions uh, about mindfulness? What are, what are the, some so, of the things? Yeah, there are a lot. You see there. less and less now. When I first got into this a dozen years ago, um, you know, people thought only Buddhists or Hindus or hippies or New Age types <laughs> meditate. But now more and more it's coming out that it's becoming more and more popular. And one indication of the widespread popularity now is they have all these different apps, phone apps, for meditation now. So millions of people now in the United States meditate. There's there's misconceptions that maybe it's not a Christian thing to do, or but you know I've you can find meditation. I've, I've heard that, yeah. but but don't Christians meditate? That they're praying. They do. They do. So. I'll give you a couple examples. Uh, Like in Catholicism, they have the rosary beads. Right. And they'll focus on the rosary beads to clear their minds before they pray. That's a form of meditation. Um, The Episcopalians have a centering prayer. I think you talked to me about how the Greeks have a centering prayer. Yeah, the the Greeks have a a komboloi. It's it's a worry bead, and they, they... They move the beads around at, at coffee shops or wherever they're at, and they keep fidgeting and they focus on on their worries. And but use these worry beads to pull their their worry away. And it's really amazing. Uh, uh, when you if you go to Greece, you'll see thousands and thousands of guys. Probably primarily, you know, you don't I don't see too many women, but mainly all, eight guys of all ages uh, using these wor- these particular worry beads. And I'm thinking about the Catholic. I mean, the the Jewish people have a type of. of, of uh, right, like we'll, you know, we'll see pictures of videos of Jewish people at the at the Wailing Wall, right? Mm-hmm. So That's right. Kind of I've been there, and they they're they're yeah. they're meditating, but they're also uh, pulling something on there. I've got what it's gone. I'm not, my Jewish friend told me that, but I can't remember all these details. But but you know, I'm sure they're they're definitely meditating, and they're they're using mindfulness techniques to focus right on that. Yeah. So it's I tell people it can be as spiritual as you want, or it doesn't have to be spiritual at all. So in the last 10 years, from a scientific perspective, um, they've taken brain scans of long-time meditators, and it builds up parts of the brain in a beneficial way uh, that really helps. So there's science behind it as well. 
So the, the, they're still continuing, I'm sure, continuing re- research. So why do you feel that it's increasing in popularity? And I'm going to say because you put this new book out, right? <laughs> yeah. I hope so. I yeah. hope that's a, and by I the way, sold a lot of copies, but not that many. Uh, uh, well, but, um, it, it, by the way, Greg, it is on my website, thebestoftimesnews.com. I put it on there for them to order. Uh, and after this, uh, when this, uh, as this, after this show, I'm sure a number of people are going to going to go on the site and pick up your book. It's called "Slow Your Roll: Mindfulness for Fast Times" by Greg. I Garber. appreciate that. They so, can get it at Amazon too. But um, yeah, that's where that's one, where it links to Amazon. One one of the reasons uh, why Gary it's so popular now is because it's so needed now. If you think about it, everything in our culture, everything in our society is at the push of a button. I mean, you can order an Uber. You can get Uber Eats delivered. You can have Amazon Prime deliver my book in the same day. You can. So we live in this sort of mentality of instant gratification, and our minds and emotions can't really keep up with the technology. So there was a study that came out a few years ago that said in the year 2000, the average human attention span was 12 seconds. Now it's gone down already to eight seconds. Why? And a goldfish has a nine-second attention span. <laughs> Don't ask me how they found that out. Uh, I, I think I asked that question when I was uh, at the conference. I raised my hand. Who did the science research on that? You know, that, that would have been an interesting study. And it, it was Microsoft, of all people. You wouldn't think a tech company would do that. Right? No, no, no. So I guess they looked at the eyes of the goldfish to see how long it would. But anyway, do they blink? Our attention span, and I see this as an educator. You know, I've been in this field a long time. Our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. We always have to be stimulated. If you think about it, you go to the doctor's office, you don't just sit there anymore and maybe read a magazine or just kind of look. You pull out your phone, and every That's time you right. pull out your phone and get on a social media app or, or whatever, it's a it's a hit of dopamine to the brain. There's a chemical reaction, and it takes you out of the present moment. Okay, hold that thought. We're going to be right, we're, we're going to be right back with more information. But now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A-Bears Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, town and country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a special guest, is Mr. Greg Grabber, who is a lecturer and author. He's discussing mindfulness and his book called Slow Your Road. It's available on Amazon.com, but also you can go to thebestoftimesnews.com and you'll see the, you'll see the fantastic book there and it will definitely help you and your loved ones and others uh, in, in dealing with this particular area of improving, right? So what? tell our listeners what are the benefits of mindfulness. So there are so many benefits. One of them is an increased attention span. One of them So is we need to increase that from the eight seconds to what? To, to what's whatever, ideal? What's, to what's ideal? What's ideal? It's like, um, I don't know what an ideal attention span is to be honest, but if you think about it, living in this world of distraction, it's hard for us. Yep. Even people with you know high IQs, intelligent people, 
to hold a thought or to be really willfully sustained on something without breaking that and starting to do two or three other things or pull out our phones or we heal our, our email being and all this kind of stuff. Mindfulness helps you stay in the moment. And if you think about it, your ability to stay in the present moment, because that's where life really happens, the past is already dead. The future is a fantasy that we always fixate on. If you can keep mentally in the present moment, not only are you going to be more efficient from a performance perspective, but from a well-being perspective, you're going to be more fulfilled, too. That's a good So um, it helps with our focus, helps with our attention. It sort of helps with us feeling more self-fulfilled as well. Well, in, you um, know, I see younger people today... Uh, when you talk to them, their eyes wander. They don't. They don't even focus on what you're trying to tell them. Explain to them for some reason. I, I'm telling you that you're right. That their, their attention span is. It's like hurry up. I mean, I, I try to sometimes give them some information about my magazine or et cetera, and they're, they're like. Uh, can you give me like the ten second version? And you know, yeah, exactly. And they're they're focused and, and they're they're distracted. Um, you know, most people you're saying distractions come right and left. You know, you try to block out things and uh, and and try to tell them focus on the issue. It's make a decision, and that's the other thing. Procrastination is some of them. I don't have enough information. Well, in t- fifteen seconds, you probably don't have enough information to make a decision. Yeah, it's sort of the ability to have somewhat of cultivate the skill of delayed gratification makes you happier and more successful there are obviously psychological benefits to mindfulness too you know it makes you happy but you know there are physical ones too they've run tests before and it shows that it can lessen your blood pressure lessen your anxiety um and again the parts of the brain that it builds up the prefrontal cortex which is over executive thinking skills uh, it builds the gray matter around that. Wow. And it, and that enhances your ability to make better sort of decisions. And the part of our brain, the little almond-shaped part of our brain in the limbic region is called the amygdala, and it's over fear and anxiety. It sort of regulates fear and anxiety. MRI scans of long-time meditators show that the gray matter around the amygdala actually shrinks, which is a good thing. Hmm. So... What I what I really encourage people to do is Google benefits of meditation, and you'll see psychological, physical, all kinds of great benefits. You know how it helps you. But in in your book, and you gave us a quick overview in our in your one hour presentation, is is breathing helps you in lots of ways, but helps you gain success. And explain to that that short breathing techniques will definitely help you. I mean. Uh, I've uh, since I've left your seminar, I've been doing a lot of those. I think I've done it before, but probably not consciously and not uh, not consciously. I was conscious, but not uh, thinking what I was doing. But actually, was doing what you're saying, taking those deep breaths, closing your eyes a little bit. I think I, I wouldn't call it meditation, just closing and having a a quiet time and breathing, and then start continuing on. And it, I think so, it does work. Yeah, w- w- without a doubt. There are a couple of examples I can give you. One of them I talked about in the book a couple of years ago. Um, I had to have an MRI, so they put me in the tube. It's my first time. Um, luckily, nothing was wrong, but and then the thing comes down over my head, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm suffocating, and it's rattling like chitty chitty bang bang, <laughs> and I'm getting really fearful. I'm having a hard time breathing. I'm almost having a panic attack, which I usually don't do, 
So then I remembered to breathe. So I sat there. I started taking slow breaths in through my nose, holding it, and then breathing out through my mouth and counting my breaths. And from a physiological perspective, again, it put the oxygen in my brain and I could get focused and settled and I was in a good spot. So another example is um, with the basketball players I work with at LSU and other places, they go to the free throw line. We'll teach them to take a couple of deep breaths in through their nose, out through their mouth. You'll see it. So next time you watch a basketball game, consciously watch for it because a lot of them that have worked with someone like me will do this, and they're less apt to jack up a bad shot because the <laughs> adrenaline's going through their veins. Uh, with kids that, that have test anxiety or their performance anxiety before they take a test, we'll tell them to close their eyes, put the test down, take three, four, six, half dozen deep breaths. It gets them focused and settled, too. It's an easy thing to do, Gary. The, the hard part is just remembering to do it. You know. Oh, how do you how do you focus on on let's say the, the basketball players to remember to do it when they when well, when's the time? I mean, how do you foc- How do you get them to remember? Do they do they? So with them, that's one of the reasons I go. I mean, breathing is one component. We teach them other things as well. But I go in once a month, and we constantly remind them. And one of their mantras is breathe. Oh. So whenever our, our, not just for basketball for whatever we have little alarms built in alarms I like to say in our <laughs> bodies like if our palms start sweating oh, or if our heart starts beating really fast or if we get butterflies in our stomach or if our throat gets constricted right it's hard to breathe that's a little alarm that is your mind telling your body that you need to take a deep breath so one thing that meditation does, and meditation is sort of the main exercise for a mindfulness practice, it teaches us to listen to our body. So okay. When those little alarms go off, take a couple of deep breaths, and that's how you remember to do it. You know, let's get, let me take a tangent here. So I'm thinking about some of my guests I've had on my 900 shows, and I've had a few that are, were so extremely, they were great speakers or talkers but they were they were like shell shock when they came in here in my studio with my producer and uh i, I saw them they were, they were sweating they were a sweat their hands and i told them just take a few deep breaths and just calm down yeah and, and I'm, I'm thinking i use your technique for a few times i didn't know what i was doing but i told them to do that and they say no most of them said i'm better gary i'm better gary thank you thank you i just isn't uh, it amazing how how that works and Maybe uh, I'll tell Ruben, you know, my producer, maybe we should turn the lights off on some of these people and, and really calm it down here so they don't get, you know, we have lights everywhere here. You don't, you don't want them to go to sleep, though, right? There's no, 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 we don't. Right? No. But this is right before the show, before we go on the air. You know, sometimes they get freaked out. But, uh, you know, I, I try to tell them, you know, it's not going to be it's just like fireside chat. We're just like at home. It's not, don't get don't get upset. Well, Mr. Gary went up to make a mistake. Hey, everybody well, makes funny, mistakes. It's funny you said that because there is... A commercial now on CNN with Lisa Ling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she has a show called This Is Life. Right. In the commercial, she is about to interview someone, and she goes, are you nervous? And they <laughs> say, yes. And she says, take a deep breath. Wow. Okay. Um, I, didn't, I don't so, think I remember yeah. saying that. Okay. So, so I used to, like being a principal years ago when I was young, and 
I'd get nervous before I'd go up and talk on the stage at an assembly before parents or even in front of the kids, you know, several hundred people before I was into mindfulness. And now, like even before I talked to you guys yes, I was in Memphis at the convention, you know, I, I, I'd take a couple deep breaths. In the I, know, I noticed that. But I also noticed, girl, I want to compliment you. You did not use any notes. I was just like, wow. No, I don't. No I don't. PowerPoint. I, I was expecting like 50 slides he has no PowerPoint presentation. He's you 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 were succinct in your presentation. Uh, I mean, we haven't had many speakers that do that 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 don't do not talk from notes. I mean, we've had some very professionals, and they're sitting there, not reading, but didactically uh, going through their going through their presentation in a formal manner, making sure they don't go off the deep off the off the chart. But uh, you were all you were awesome. You just and you went down the line, and everybody's attention span was there. Plus, you had great eye contact. When some people do that, they lose eye contact, and they lose. The people do wander, right? They mind. They don't get mindfulness oh, yeah. and focusing. That seven second goes off, right? But you had direct contact with with all the people there, and kept moving your eyes, and 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 uh, you you took some. I noticed you took some deep breaths right at the beginning of your presentation. So hey, well, practice what you that. preach. I love. I love it. It's funny what. Sometimes at first is not necessarily weakness, but something that we're scared to do, like the public speaking, and then it becomes something that you like or maybe you may excel at. But I, one, I love what I'm talking about. I'm passionate about it. Um, and a lot of times I'll go, I'll speak a lot. I do it a lot, too, so I'm really comfortable. Um, but um, I'll go and uh, I'll be speaking at one of these conventions or something, and they'll be like, all right, you got your computer, you got your PowerPoint. I'm like, no, I don't use anything. And they give me a look like, this is going to be the worst thing in the world. This guy's not even well, using anything. I had what I'm not going to say, I had one person that was sitting next to me at the conference. Is, is that it? Hey, Gary, he, we, you just gave me a copy of your book and we put it on the screen, on the slide. And yeah. they said, that's it? And I said, yes, that's it. Uh, he doesn't have anything I, else. And that, I they feel like, like in a way, it, it proves the point, like, because I don't say that technology is bad, but I like the whole thing with mindfulness is kind of paying attention and being in the moment. And I feel like when I get up there and talk for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, I have to be able to do it and be engaging and be in the moment without tech, you know. Um, and, I'm, and I use tech, and I'm on, you know, I'm on the computer and social media and, right. and all that. But uh, I think it just kind of goes with theme you know okay one thing I, I i talked to a few of my friends about and and uh, showed them your book and a few of them scanned it and read it and says carrie this looks like yoga is it is it meditation yoga i have never That's done yoga not so so it's funny the the word yoga what is that yeah in tell the me east you, you know all this comes out of like the Buddhist tradition. It's not a it's not a religious thing at all, but that's where it came from, right? Mm -hmm. Twenty five hundred years ago, um, yoga there means sort of the unification between the body and the mind. Yoga here in the United States and the West means stretching and and exercise and all that kind of stuff. But a few so, of them, but but a few of them tell me they do meditate and they do hold these poses and have to focus and think and not think and blank out stuff and I've never done it before. I mean, I'm almost seven. Yeah, I've never form, done yoga. So, so yoga can be a close thing to meditation because you know when you're trying to strike those poses or hold those poses, your mind isn't running 
crazy thinking about picking up the dry cleaning or the light bill <laughs> or vacation next week. It's thinking about, wow, this hurts. I need to stretch. So in a way, it's meditation because it cuts off that mental clutter from coming through. So I used to, when I was a runner, I would run the trails a lot. And for me, it's not meditation, but it's similar. It's a form of meditation because I don't have that unconscious stream of thoughts coming through my head because I'm concentrating not to hit a rock and trip, stay on the trail, watch what I'm doing. So in a way, it is meditation. Yeah. Uh, one other aspect um, is I thought you, you mentioned about silence is sometimes golden, right? That, that, that when we're... Yeah. So, so silence is really important. If you think about it, Stillness and silence in our in our culture are really devalued, and there have been studies shown that when we immerse ourselves in silence, it builds up a part of our brain called the hippocampus, which is basically responsible for learning. So not only does silence really help, you know, it, it helps our well-being and it helps our psychological state. But also it builds up our brain. It's really important if you think about it. That's why in, in most religions, houses of worship or faith traditions, uh, when you immerse yourself in silence, it's really, it's contemplative and it's really, it's a nice thing. Okay. Hold that thought again. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're with my sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by A Bears, Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas, and I thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on our show is uh, Mr. Greg Grabber, who is a lecturer, author, also principal of a school, and he's discussing mindfulness and his book and concept, Slow Your Roll. So why did you call it, Greg? Why did you call your book Slow Your Roll? That's a great question. So originally I had this title. I was talking with my publisher, and I said, I I think I, uh, I'm not sure what I want to call it. Maybe um, Mindfulness in an Accelerated Culture, something like that. And he told me that is the worst title for a book <laughs> I've ever heard. You're not going to sell any copies. So I'd been thinking about it. The book was written. It was about to go to to the publisher to be printed, and I was sitting in an LSU basketball practice, of all things, in Baton Rouge, and the point guard, Tremont Waters at the time, this was a year, a couple of years, a year ago maybe, uh, he plays for the Boston Celtics now, but he's a real talented point guard. He was going up the court, and uncharacteristic of him because he's so good, he rolled the ball off his foot and kicked it out of bounds. And one mm. of the uh, grizzled sort of veteran assistant coaches said, Tremont, man, you need to slow your roll. Oh, wow. And ding, ding, you know, it registered in my head. And I'm like, I like that, that. that means focus. That means slow down. That means pay attention. That's a perfect 
title oh, for the book. Excellent. So. so you know that was opportune. You 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 you, you picked those particular items when it just an opportunity knocks, right? And that was it. Wow. it. Exactly. That's what mindfulness is all about. When you're really engaged in the moment, you're more receptive to these things when they pop up. So. Well, Greg, when I interview uh, authors, I always also try to get those little extra tidbits, that little lanyard, as we have in Louisiana, the extra. And um, so that's your lanyard. We found out why. Because Cheryl asked me that. I said, nobody asked him that. <laughs> uh, that was at the convention. Somebody asked, how did he pick that title? And I said, You know, I've done, I've done hundreds of these interviews since the book came out. That's the, congrats to you. That's I've been waiting for someone to ask that, so thank you. I appreciate well, that. Sometimes I think outside the box, you know. I know, but I'm not the expert interviewer here. I've done a lot of them, but uh, I love interviewing authors and and getting their insight, but also their little landing up, a little extra about their their particular book as well. So what, one that. one other aspect that I thought was. Um, you didn't focus a lot about it. I mean, you only had a short period of time at our presentation. But your book goes into, by the way, I'm going give, to give you kudos. His book contains a lot of other helpful hints and a lot of other mindfulness resources and mindfulness techniques. And he also talks, talks about some concepts and how to, how to improve, how to get rid of, how to um, slow down and improve certain areas but i thought one one of these chapters which i see more people in this particular scenario is worrisome i see more people of all ages but primarily most people over 55 and older seem to be worried about everything and they're not happy they don't smile yeah they're more emphasized on the negative than on the positive so you yeah. in one of your i think chapter 22 i've just happened popped open it, it, you talk about that and you you explain some of the aspects of why we should be more you know focused on the positives rather than the negatives so tell the listeners a little bit more about that see it's funny it's one of those things like telling people to be just positive and it's in and of itself doesn't work it's like for years I was a teacher and a coach before a principal and I would tell kids to pay attention or focus <laughs> And they'd look at me, but I had never taught them how to pay attention or focus. It's like positivity is the same thing. You can have every intention to be positive, but if you don't know how to be happy, happiness is a skill. Happiness isn't a destination in and of itself, if that makes sense. Because situations come up to us that we have no control over often. So a lot of times... Our sort of our need to want to label everything as good or bad is fraught for disaster if you think about it, because you know not everything is what we want to happen. So if we sort of cultivate an attitude of gratitude and we're just thankful, it really helps a lot with that positivity. So in a lot of ways, happiness is like a dog chasing its tail. It's a destination. <laughs> That, that we never get, right? No. But if you really immerse yourself in the moment and you have the mindset where this experience or this situation has been handed to me and I'm going to have to deal with it, a lot of times mental resistance that we put up to a situation uh, makes our suffering even worse. I'm not saying to be a masochist and be happy when things go yeah. wrong, but... 
you just kind of deal with things as they come up and do the best that you can do. Search for meaningfulness more than just happiness is usually my advice, and it and it seems well, to... Well, to follow really in this, well. you, I think you, you say in, in several chapters is it's those people that worry and worry, I've seen them, where they don't make a decision either yay or nay, it's a problem, and they're, they're worried about, I'm, I'm going to make the wrong decision. And what I tell people, I agree... Yeah. Just make a decision. If it's right or wrong, you can hopefully... Re- but don't just sit there maybes for two years. You know, go on. I mean, uh, decide yeah, what you're going to get. analysis paralysis. Right. right. That, I mean, some people... And they're, 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 they're worried some. I'm just worried. I just can't make a decision. On, I mean, it's the simplest thing is I, I can't figure out which health plan. There's, Gary, there's 97 health plans. Yes, I know there's 97. Do a little research, but don't procrastinate forever because some of them are going to miss the deadline. Then you can't get back to those plans. And I, I told one gentleman that. He says, really? There's a deadline? Yes, sir. There's yeah. a deadline. So we, all, we all do that. And it's funny the way the way that that works so our minds are wonderful for keeping us alive we have the survival instinct the yep. fight or flight right the fight, we all yep. in psychology right at some point but our minds aren't good for making us happy you know we live and we survive because our mind reacts to any perceived threat that we might have but you have to make a conscious effort to sort of make yourself happy and it really starts with being fully present in the moment as it pops up. That's that's a big part of it. Any quick parting advice for our listeners before we close the show? No, I, I've really enjoyed it. I need to get to Shreveport. I've done oh, please uh, come to visit us. Rouge a, a lot, and I've done New Orleans. Well, we have a centenary basketball um, team. I don't know if they, they know about you, but uh, I don't know anybody there. I used to know lots of people there, but I no longer know know them that well. But, uh, but again, I, I emphasize to our listeners out there... Um, to pick up his book, Slow Your Roll, Mindfulness for the Fast Times. It's available on Amazon.com. It's also available from your website, Greg, right? www.greggrabe.com. That's greggrabber.com. Or you can go to our website, thebestoftimesnews.com. Again, thank you for joining us today here on our radio show. You were fascinating. You added a lot of extra things that weren't in your book, which I always love to hear that. So, again, pick up your book. You're going to help you and your family and your business associates as well. I really appreciate it, Gary, and have a great day, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Take care, Greg. Bye-bye. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tenant Country at Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, here on News Radio 710 Keel. Thank you for listening to our show. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our radio show. I'm Gary Caligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. You've been listening to the best of times on 710 Keel. Join us again next Saturday at 9 for the best of times. This is News Radio 710 Keel, K E E L, Shreveport Bossier.